Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about how to work on yourself and what does that mean? So if you've been listening to us, you've watched any type of video content, anything that like, I mean, we're everywhere, honestly, but like, if you've ever done any of that, right, then you've probably heard us say that you need to become healthy individuals, probably quite a bit, actually, because we do talk about it a lot. And this is one of those things that you probably ask, well, what does that really mean? Yeah. How do I even do that? You know, and honestly, that that's a very, very common question. You know, what is being a healthy individual? How do you do that? And, you know, so we're going to, we're going to talk about that. And then also there is the other group of people who, you know, they don't ask how I become a healthy individual. They are, are the ones who are saying, oh, I've already done a lot. I've already, you know, I already work on me. I've done that. Or I am working on me. I've changed a lot. And, but nothing seems to be working though. There's nothing else I can do. Yeah. It's more or less like a, a kind of a despair place. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's like a hopeless place. Um, but it's also a fixed mindset place too, to be honest with you. But, uh, it's just like, I'm working on myself right now, but what does that really mean? Right. So today we're going to talk about three different areas. We're going to talk about what, what people mean when they say they're working on themselves, mistakes that people make, like those different types of things with the, with those things, what's wrong with those things that they're doing. That way you can avoid those mistakes if you're already doing them or if you're about to do them, you can avoid them altogether. And so because a lot of times this pushes just your spouse away more and more, especially when individuals standing for these things. But we're also going to talk about pitfalls that can most likely and most likely will happen. Yes. And we're also going to talk about how to work on yourself the right way as well. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and dive into the most common things that people do. So people say, well, I'm working on myself, but what does it actually mean? Most of the time, it's not even really much. There's some beneficial things, like, for example, the Bible, the church, and prayer. Like, those things are great. Yes. But they're basic things to being a Christian. Like, it's just, those are things you should do always. We're for every single one of those, 100 billion percent. However, there's still basic level things that that you need to do more than that. 
Yes. And there's most certainly action to take too. So just praying and just doing, you know, just going to church is not going to be the fix all to your marriage. It's not going to be the fix all to fixing yourself either. There's so much lacking there and, you know, God wants you to take action too. So yes, you're going to be spoken to. God's going to move. There's going to be things that's going to occur. You're going to have enlightenment, but that's not going to be everything you need to fix things. Yep. I mean, there's so many different things in the Bible. Like at the end of the day, the Bible can be like a, a really good solid fix for everything. However, unless you have a thousand plus years to understand every single meaning, probably more than that, honestly, because you never will. But behind every meaning, referencing this verse to that verse and this part of the Bible, to this part of the Bible and this and this and this and the deep, meaningful concepts and like the deep research and like all that stuff, unless you have thousands of years to do that, which you won't because you only give 120 years, like you're not gonna be able to figure it out. So that being said, like the Bible is a really good resource. Uh, church, obviously the Bible is a good resource. Um, but prayer, all that stuff. A lot of the, now the problem with people praying is that like what happens here is like they, a lot of Christians I would say is, um, cause prayer is great, but a lot of Christians, what they do here is they, they're like, well, all I can do is pray. This is like repeat the people fall into this camp of all I can do is pray. And it's like, mm, no, dude, there's so much more. Not only that, your prayer is dead. Your faith is dead because you don't have any action with your prayer. So like it's, it's pointless. So like what I'm saying is like, you need to actually have like, like actions that accompany your faith or else it's dead faith. It's that simple. Like you're not a real believer. You're not, you're not actually like, you don't have real faith. You're what I call a faith talker, not a faith walker. Yeah, and the miracles in the Bible even have action. It wasn't just like Everyone done, <laughs> you know, like, no, like there, there was actions they had to do in order to receive the miracles. And so the, there was actions involved there. So, and don't get us wrong. So again, hundred percent, those are foundational aspects of should be applied to your life just as a, as a basic, but there's so much more that you can do than those things. Uh, another area is books. You know, people will dive into reading books and while it's great to continue to expand your knowledge, there is a lot of noise here as well. Uh, there's conflicting information too. Conf a lot of, a conflicting, lot of conflicting information. information. It, you know, one of the books that I know is really popular for women. One of it honestly just says that you should just be, you know, super nice and make things and you should make things prepared for your husband. So he doesn't have to worry about things. And it's like, um, no, like that's, that's not going to fix your marriage. And in fact, it's just going to add more stress to you and put un, like unattainable <laughs> expectations on yourself because you can't mind read and have everything prepared for your spouse to keep them happy. A lot right? of resentment too. Yes. Yeah, so, so there's just a lot of confliction, a lot of different aspects, a lot of band-aids and a lot of things that's going to give little, like, little nuggets or set you up for that unrealistic expectations that you're going to be then beating yourself up for not, not meeting. Also, some other books that people generally look into, like that I see is like, you know, the Love Dare and stuff like that. Like it's, it's honestly one of the dumbest books I've ever read in my entire life, probably, or ever will read. Like, it's just like good, great to connect with God, like phenomenal idea, right? It's always a good idea. Um, but like when it actually comes to like, oh, let's do a bunch of nice things for your spouse. And then hmm. they'll, that'll just win them back, right? No, that actually, ironically, most of the time pushes them further and further and further away, especially if you haven't been doing those things and you're a guy, what is it going to do? It's going to breed a lot more hostility towards you. I can guarantee that. 
Yeah, and then on the flip side, I did that with Tommy, and quite frankly, it just made me angrier and not like him even more because I just remember cooking dinner one day, and then he didn't come home, and I was like, wow, okay, um, cool. So, and I just really hated doing extra nice things for him because it was just more taken advantage of. Yep. So you have the other side of things, which is actually going to be uh, life groups. Uh, and this is like a mix of different things like life groups, Bible studies, connect groups, those types of things. Uh, they're all socially like life groups, connects to kind of the same thing essentially. But regardless of, of those types of things, like when it comes to like actual like life groups, connect groups, Bible studies, those things are great things to go to. And I think you should be in them for sure because it does provide a, like a really good solid like um it's just fellowship. a yeah, great fellowship because we're right. not designed to do life to get like alone. We're, we're designed to do life together. Yeah, but like I'll give you a really good example. Like uh, I've been in several men's groups and stuff like that. They're cool to be in for iron sharpens iron type of thing. But yes. like when it comes when it comes down to it, uh, one of the things here is like when it comes down to the actual like life groups is like a lot of these people. Um, it becomes like an ego driven type thing. Like, oh, what, let's flex my Bible knowledge during the life group or let's. Let's, you know, uh, and then a lot of the vice they give is garbage in the actual group. Um, and then when you got other groups like marriage, like church classes, of course, too. Yeah. And we went to a lot of church classes and a lot of times it's, you know, a lot of people who are hurting and, you know, in themselves in a struggle, marriage struggle, or maybe barely just came out of something, but the, oh, they're just doing a small curriculum and it's just little tools some awareness, but it's not true foundational aspects. There's so much missing in those. And, and again, also along the lines, a lot of times there's just, you know, be nice and those types of things. That's not going to be a complete fix. Yes. You should be nice to your spouse. <laughs> don't take that and be like, Oh, they said, don't be nice. No, you're supposed to be nice. However, that's not going to be a complete fix. And if you're just being nice and you haven't done anything else within you, it's going to like cause internal chaos so most certainly not true foundational there and, and so many different aspects missing. Yep. Also, you got like, of course, like podcasts, which ironically you're listening to yeah. one, right? But like, it's one of those things like the, there's a lot of um, very popular podcasts out there that, and don't get, don't get me wrong, like ours is, I do love our podcast, but like, it's one of those things that it's still at the end of the day, like free content. You're only going to get so much when it comes to like out of like stuff like this. Like you, and if you want really solid one-on-one -on -one type help and like to build true foundational help, then you need to actually invest into things. And so podcasts are going to be like good nuggets and things like that. And, and I do believe our podcast is extremely valuable. I believe there's other podcasts that are extremely yes. valuable. I listen to them myself. Oh yeah, I do too. But at the end of the day, it, it's just, it's not going to be good enough to actually give the solid foundations that you need in things. Yeah. So a good point there, Tommy, it really just brings, it starts bringing awareness. It starts bringing some, you know, awareness to some aspects, smaller things to do, but it's not going to be like the deep work. It's not going to be like all everything that you need to, and laid out in front of you. And it's going to, especially if you, when you're listening to multiple different podcasts in those types of aspects, or even if it's webinars and those things, you know, when you're listening to so many different things, just like along with the books, like you get conflicting information, you know, and I hear people all the time, like, I don't know, I didn't know what to do. I was listening to this, listening to that. And then, so something said I needed to uh, just make them miss me. So I left and then I quit talking to them. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not what you want to do. Uh, 
that actually gives false perception that things are more peaceful when you're not around because they're avoiding problems and you just took away all your influence. So no, like that's not what you want to do. So listening to to those little aspects isn't going to be everything that's needed and you're only going to get so far. Yep. Also, like, of course, um, I didn't even put it on here, but like I, I made a list of like things here, but like when it comes to like the actual like other aspect, there's coaches, right? You're like, wait a minute. I thought you guys were coaches, right? When it comes to like stuff like this, I thought you were for coaches. Yes, we are. But there's a lot of programs out there. And, you know, we get people that come to us like, well, we're looking at other options too. It's like, cool, great. You should look at all your options. But like when it boils down to it, just be very wary because there's a lot. We've invested into quite a bit of crap out there that promise a unicorn and deliver donkeys. So like, you know, it's not just be very aware of other things. Like there's different things that people come to us from. Like um, I won't mention any names, but it's one of those things that that. they, they, they hook you in with trying to save your marriage. And then it's like, well, I've even had them on the back end tell us that that's not really what they do. They just help you in being more empowered or whatever it is. Right. Um, but like when it boils down to it, like you got to understand that a lot of programs out there are not, are designed to scale. They're not designed to give results. So in other words, there's a lot less activity you're going to have with the actual people. And that that's that's the difference with us is like we don't we don't promise unicorn to deliver a donkey we deliver a whole herd a massive herd of unicorns and it, so <laughs> that's <laughs> it's very different uh, and within that also when you're looking at you know receiving help does it align with your principles and values like you know there's a lot of people who are not in alignment with values and so that's something to consider also have they done what you wanted to do you know. I, I remember sitting there across the table from someone who was divorced, who was remarried and trying to tell me how to fix my marriage. And That's a joke. I was like, really? Hmm. Interesting. I was like, you're divorced, remarried, but you know, divorced. And so in that aspect, you want to make sure that they have done what you are wanting to do. It doesn't take a, a very smart person to figure out, like, honestly, anybody with any type of small smither of common sense can see that like, when it comes down to like people like there's people that I know that that own seven figure companies or multi seven figure companies that are that are helping people and I use air quotes save their marriage, but like they're divorced. Right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't like really like you've been divorced, your first marriage didn't work out and you want me to take successful air quote advice from you. <laughs> no. Dude, that makes no sense whatsoever. Yes. And so another one is talking to pastors. So in that aspect, and you know, I honestly just got off the phone with someone who was telling me about how they were disappointed in their conversation with their pastor went and it's like, well, they just want to, you know, lead the church. And that's their role. Their role is to lead the church. Honestly, they're not equipped to handle these types of marriage issues. Like they're not equipped. And actually I was looking at a statistic last night about how many pastors end up quitting because of the weight and just like all that's put upon them just because like as a society we're not taught these healthy foundations to be a healthy human and how to process our emotions how to understand and how to show up and how to walk in alignment and how to carry the weight of different events because life's always going to be happening and so no your pastor's not equipped to handle this not only that they just don't really necessarily have the capacity especially if it's any type of bigger church, like to designate time towards stuff like that. Not that it's not important, 
but I believe in focusing on your 5% and they need to be focused on scaling and growing their impact, not necessarily spending all their time in individual like counseling, coaching, like type of environments. Otherwise they're going to, it's going to eat up a lot of their time and it can very quickly and it can drain them very quickly from being the best versions of themselves on their stage too. So there's a lot of different aspects to it, but like they need to be able to show up effectively and they spend all week writing these things out. So also a lot of the pastors that we talk to, I mean, we get along with them great, but like they're just, and they refer us, but it's like one of those things like they tell you, they'll tell you, we're not equipped to do that. Yeah, exactly. They'll tell you, they told us that. Yeah, right? we have a lot of pastor friends and that's what they say. They're just not equipped for those types of aspects. And so just remember that when you are getting upset with your pastor, you know, that's not, that's just not. However, so another aspect that people, you know, typically say, you know, do when they're saying they're working on themselves is they're going to counseling or therapy on an individual basis. And like, well, I'm not going for marriage. I'm going for myself. And it's like, yeah, I have, you know, I have a lot of, you know, past trauma or something. And it's like, yes, yes, you do. So that's, that's actually seeking some type of professional help. It, it is like considered professional help. Right. Yes. So it's like it, but I mean, it's crap professional help. Like that I have yet to come across any counselor that has actually been any type of good. Like we could go on, we've done counseling versus coaching. We've talked about counseling. If you mm -hmm. haven't figured it out by now, we can't stand counseling. You go in, talk about your feelings, get in your feelings, leave with zero, any real action steps, solid action steps or timeline. All to repeat next time, like Groundhog Day. So that's, yes. that's the exact way it is. The same thing with therapy, except therapy, they give you drugs. Yeah, in that aspect, and it just mask. And there, there's so much science behind how that actually causes more problems for you especially because it's, you know, you're in this emotional chaos, you're in this turmoil and you have to know how to process it. Otherwise it's not going to go away. And then anytime a life event happens, if you don't know how to process it, it's going to stack and build. And, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and they told me, you know, this event happened. So I had to go get my medicine upped and yeah, then this happened. And so I had to go increase my medicine more and more. So I'm thinking, so over the next 10 years, you're just going to up, up and up the medicine because life's going to happen. Until, until you're an addict. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just, and just numbed out because that's, that's all the medicine does is numb things out. So, you know, you want to actually be able to handle when life happens. You want to be able to process it because you don't have to stay in this, not able to process it. It's just, we're not taught. Our society has truly failed on teaching how to understand your emotions, how to understand, you know, all of these foundational aspects and it creates these, a lot of it has creating just more trauma. Our society creates a lot more trauma than what's needed. But in, in that aspect, counseling and therapy, it's not going to be a complete fix. There's, you might get some awareness. It's not even a small fix. No, it's not. It's just some awareness. You know, I have, I've had people tell me they've been in counseling for a couple of years and they're starting to recognize that they have childhood trauma. I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to be honest. You have issues from childhood. You do. Even if you're like, oh, I had a great childhood, it's the science aspect behind it of how your subconscious and your conscious was formed, how things were intaken. It's not actually the event of trauma itself that makes things a something traumatic event. So it's not the event, it's how you internalized it. So it literally could be you had an amazing childhood. Your parents were phenomenal and something happened at school or even if you, they just told you, hey, not right now, don't talk, I gotta focus. That could have been internalized the wrong way, and now that's trauma. There's so, so many different things that can be brought up, but like the point of it is, like with counseling or therapy, and like I'm 100% I'm <coughs> against. We are both 100% yeah. against counseling altogether. Like, there's not one type of it um, that's that's good. 
We could go into it all day long on why it's bad for you. We come we have tens of thousands of people that come to us every year that we get tens of thousands of reasons why we hate it even more and more. Yes. Um, not only mention our own story with it, but like also in conjunction with that, um, they give really dumb advice. But on the other side of things, therapy, like we're not against all different forms of therapy. It actually, some are beneficial, like inner child work, gestalt, um, you know, different things from like linguistic programming. Like there's, there's all these different types of therapy that, that can be good. Even tapping can be beneficial, but like the problem with it is it's not a complete fix. You have to actually build all the real foundations and those things are just going to provide a temporary relief, especially stuff like tapping and stuff like that. That's not a fix. Like it's not a fix. It's a temporary relief because you're not getting to the core issue. And so there's different things there that I just wanted to touch mm -hmm, on yeah. um, from tapping to even cognitive behavioral therapy. I, I have a certification, like a, a pretty decent size certification in cognitive CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's not going to fix things. <laughs> like, like That I, alone I, will not. Yeah, I use it with people, but like it's not going to fix things long term. Like no. it's not, there's, there's, it, there's not one thing that's going to fix things. It's all things that you have to go through the process of it. Yeah, you need a lot more in-depth things to make sure that you become a true healthy individual. But we want to break down some pitfalls that people tend to fall into that prevent them from becoming a true healthy individual and truly saving their marriage. Absolutely. So there's different ones, um, but it, it's, it's honestly, you know, a lot of people like they get into a place of like what I call like the valley of despair a uh, place of hopelessness mm -hmm. and it's kind of it's kind of ironic but like when people come to us in this place they're like it's like when they're on calls with us or in messages or chats or stuff like that it's like they're it's like they're trying or with one of our team whatever like it, it's like they're trying to like they want to save their marriage but it's like they're trying to convince us on why it can't be saved mm -hmm. that happens a lot it's like because they believe there's nothing else that they can do but in reality, all the things that they, they do, 99.999% of them are wrong. And it just pushes their spouse further away. And, you know, we get it because, you know, their spouse is showing all the signs they are done. But it's also the standing spouse that, spouse that just doesn't know how to read people and doesn't know how to, you know, really interact with their spouse effect effectively. They don't know how to truly communicate. They don't know how to influence them. They don't, they just don't know how to show up in that way, even when their spouse isn't participating. They just don't know. So they have this idea of they've done everything. And I'm not going to lie, that was me. I was like, I've done everything. I've done these books. I'm nice. I've, I manage everything. I take all the stress off of you. I've done all, all these different tools and tactics and it just doesn't work. There's nothing else I can do. Yeah, I hit that. I get it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that take like what I call like uh, one in three. So they take one step forward, three steps back consistent mm -hmm. with their spouse or even just like altogether steps backwards, but <laughs> there's different levels of it. But it's like, felt I, like we just always moved backwards. Yeah. But there, there's, there's a lot of different things that could be being done wrong um, in a lot of different directions. That's just pushing them further and further away. And it's, it, I know you're doing the best that you can with what you have or what you thought you did. Right. But there's just a lot you don't know. And it's not what you do know that hurts you the worst. It's what you don't. And yes. a lot of people that come to us uh, that are individuals, that are standing spouses, end up bringing their spouse on board and saving the marriage, even in the worst possible situations. Uh, so I could tell you so many different stories. But that being said, let's go into the next one, which is actually going to be an I know mindset. So this is one like I've already done X, Y, Z. A lot of the things mentioned like above. Yeah, whatever possibly even done other coaching programs and they feel as if they've 
already have like a good level of awareness, basically. This is the, yes. it's where the person's at. <laughs> and I love this. And actually one of our current clients came from another program and she's like, I've already done another program. I've already done a lot of work on myself. And the second weekend she was like, oh, and it's like, wow. Hmm. And it's, I just love that because we hit so deep and create so much awareness that things just aren't out there. And so I absolutely love that. But while you might have a deeper level of awareness from doing all of these different aspects than general public, typically these people that are, have been working on themselves really only understand a surface level you know, issue within themselves or within the marriage. And most of the time it's not even the real issues. It's there's deeper aspects. I have people all the phone, all the time tell me on the phone, they know what the problem is and they're like, Oh yeah, it's this. And really it's not, that's not the actual problem. There's deeper things going on. They're just aware of like maybe surface level problems. A lot of people, almost everybody that comes to us is aware of surface level problems. That's nothing new, um, but that's not what's going on. Um, and so they just, they, they might have that deeper level of awareness, like in general public, more than the general public. But as far as like understanding what the deeper reasons are, why they don't know. And so our clients, when they, when they first start getting into the deeper issues, the only, the only thing they really understand is really how to get to what we call like thoughts or statements, but it's around the emotions, but not necessarily the actual deeper beliefs. Like, I could teach anybody a basic premise of how to get the thoughts or statements. That's super easy. Most people don't even need help doing that. That's easy. And they think that they're the beliefs, but they're not. They're not even close. Like, <laughs> it's like you miss by an inch, you miss by a mile. Like, it, it's totally 100% mm -hmm. different. So, like, you got to understand, like, a lot of people get to the wrong things, and they're focused on the wrong thing. Then their actions reflect the wrong things, and they just don't get the right result. So, like, you can miss very easily. On top of that, you got, like, three different levels of, of beliefs like <laughs> technically you could go four or five too but like there's different levels of beliefs and so you have to most people can't even get to the, like the first level not even close right and and i see this all the time so even people who have been working on themselves have been doing a lot even had a person who had been working on themselves for over 10 years and 11 years yeah and, yeah 11 years and just not there they did not have that aspect they didn't they weren't able to get to those beliefs on their own and the real truth is if they already knew how to fix things, if they already knew how to save their marriage and fix themselves and be healed, then they would have already done it. I wouldn't even, they wouldn't even hear about us. Yeah. They, they wouldn't be here. Yeah. They wouldn't even be here. Like it's, it's the truth. Like if you already knew how to fix it, what it really boils down to, if you really knew, if you really know, because you have an I know mindset, if you really knew, then you would have already done it. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Like that's just the way it works. Um, also if they knew regardless of the, of the things that they have done around the producing the fruit, basically like what you got to understand is like, um, I look at the fruits of like producing like things. And so it, it's funny because like, it's like, well, how is this affecting you? Well, it's this, 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 I have anxiety, I have stress, I have overwhelmed, like blah, blah, blah. Right. And massive health issues, massive health issues. Like we're, we're on the brink of divorce, like all these different things. Well, it's like, okay, well if you know everything and you're doing the right things, then why is though, why are those the fruits of your life? Mm -hmm. Why are those the fruits of your life internally and externally? It's because you don't know. It's a simple truth. It hurts to hear that, but it's, it's the truth. And so that, that being in that, I know mindset is something that holds people back and it falls you know, puts you in one of those pitfalls because you're like, Oh, I've done everything. So I just know. And no. So just be open-minded in that aspect. And there's so much more that you don't know. 
Another pitfall people fall into is the class and victim's behavior and it often includes different aspects like constant excuses or complaints. That's something that typically comes up here with the with the victim behavior. A lot of times people don't want to admit or have that saying of they're a victim, but it comes out, it most certainly does come out through when they talk. It does. It comes out through actions. Like, yeah. honestly, like, oh, I'm not a victim. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to be a victim, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, it's, it's, the reality is like the, the classic victim behavior often includes like things like she was talking about, like the constant excuses and complaints, but then also false blames and promises, fear of making mistakes and commitments. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Um, belief in, in, in like things like quick shortcuts and outcomes, like so those types of things, loss of resources or time and energy. There are a lot of lack of soft self-confidence too. That comes up a lot. And certainly one of the other big things that comes up in this class of victim behavior is that I can't, I can't mindset. I can't, and, and I hate that word. It means you're certainly not trying. Certainly am not trying is what I can't means. So think it's about a, that. It's an acronym. <laughs> Next time you're like, I can't do something. It means I'm certainly not trying. A lot of times it's just like, the truth is I, I don't want to for some reason. And that's more, that's, that's the truth. You know, I, I've said I can't do a couple of things. And I just don't want to. I don't want to try. Um, I don't, I don't want to attempt it. I don't want to practice. I don't want to learn. And so it's that I don't want to. I don't have that desire versus certainly I'm not trying. Also, part of the victim mindset is my spouse is the only issue. If they and would this just, wasn't if they me would at just, all. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they would just do this, right? That was totally her. Um, this was me 100%. I was like, it's him. I'm so awesome. Infuriating. He sucks. I don't have any issues. It's him. Okay, well, I might, I might get angry, but it's because of you. If you wouldn't done xyz then you know i wouldn't have done this yeah. if you would have just given me attention tommy then i wouldn't have cheated that's how a lot of the apologies came off i'm sorry but if you wouldn't have did this i'm sorry that you did this i'm sorry but like that's how that like I, she apologizes now but like it, mm. you know it's, it's not bad but like back then man like I, I could count on one hand how many times i got in a real apology yes and so it was really bad so those are classic pitfalls of like victim victim mindset victim behavior especially if you're doing a lot of aspects another pitfall is people fall into the fixed mindset and this is a big one i see it all and it's just like they're just never gonna change yeah it's it basically means like okay well fixed mindset means qualities are carved in stone right no one can change the tendencies like that come with that are need to need to prove self, right? Self prove self, right? Uh, to others and self, uh, fear of failure, fear of judgment. But the point of this is like, this is, if you were to pick one side of things, that was the most toxic trait that anyone could ever have anything right here. This is it right here. Um, this is the, <laughs> the one and only thing that can destroy a marriage is this. Fixed mindset. Anything else. Literally anything else could be overcome. 100% believe it. Um, that's your choice to overcome mm-hmm. everything. But it's still a fixed mindset. Like that's the only thing that can destroy marriage, my opinion. And on that fixed mindset of, you know, like, well, they can't change or this can't change or this or that or that or like this is just the way it is. Okay, first of all, let's just talk just one debunk. Things can't change. One, things change every day. You are changing every day. You have the choice, though, to either be intentional and change in a healthy way with effort and the right action steps, or you're going to change in a negative way and just let life happen 
and continue falling into these patterns and letting your subconscious and all of these beliefs that have been setting you up for chaos and for failure, you can let them continue to run your life and go on autopilot and grow negative, or you can take that intentionality and grow positive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so you have to understand that aspect of the fixed mindset, but then there's also the poor mindset. So this is something that, and again, we're talking about different pitfalls, just to remind you here of what people fall into when they get into this place of, this is all I can do. Mm -hmm. And so the poor mindset is more about monetary stuff. So um, poor is a mindset, broke the situation, right? Um, money, they, they feel like money is evil. They want handouts all the time. They spend money. They create, they think, uh, like, they create debt and think debt is bad, which actually we've done a podcast, whole podcast mm -hmm. on debunking yes, yeah. that. The debt's not bad. Credit cards aren't bad. Uh, forget, you know, certain other people that um, that believe in some type of, you know, methods. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names. But um, that being said, though, like, uh, debt is not bad. Consumer yeah. debt Consumer debt is, is not good. So it's, it's not a sin. It's just not paying it back as a sin. Let's just clarify real quick. Super high level. Go check out the podcast if you want. But super high level, if you just get yourself in a hole and aren't being, aren't having wisdom and you're causing more problems, then yeah, like that's bad if you're going and buying flat screen TVs and new cars and new clothes and you're doing retail therapy. Stop it. Consumer debt. Yes. Investing to your marriage is not a consumer debt. It's an investment. <laughs> and it actually has a return. It's the side effect of going through our program is our clients get promotions. I just had another client get their second or third promotion. That's hilarious. We, it, it, we didn't build a program out for that. But when you become a healthy individual, like we have people do all the time. I had a guy, the, the most I've ever had is one guy get four promotions in eight weeks. In yes. eight weeks. And it's just like yeah. the leadership is just that you have such leadership qualities in moving up. Yeah, that's because you have to be able to lead yourself before you can lead anyone else and leadership's a huge part of marriage so <laughs> we should create a program around that. <laughs> but anyways back to the poor mindset just wanted to make that you know they make excuses like the whole i can't or it's just not the right time you'll never have the right time life's always happening first of all just expect things to happen when you think about fixing your marriage why because the enemy doesn't want you to break that like he doesn't want to break you to break the bondage he doesn't want you to actually save your family because one if he destroys a marriage he doesn't just destroy one person he destroys generations he has impact on generations by destroying one family so yep. yeah things are gonna happen let's be clear on this if you let it happen you're the one that also caused generations to destroy too let's just be very clear on that like you're the one that also like let that happen so like, you know, I'm not saying that like you can control everything your spouse does, but if you don't put any action in place, you don't do everything you can, like actually everything you can, like not what you think you can do, then you let that happen. It's just very clear. Like you need to actually do everything you can, not make excuses. Cause you see, it's funny. You see people on like Facebook that didn't, that didn't, you know, invest in themselves and they're like, Oh, I did everything I can. Now we're getting divorced. I'm like, dude, I want to comment on it. Be like, dude, no, you didn't do everything you can. You made excuses and lame stuff and you didn't actually do everything you can. So like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, you have no right to say that now. Like when it comes to like other things here, like you got, like we, we've, again, we've done a, a concept on rich versus poor mindset investments versus expenses. We do that stuff because money is a big deal in marriage and in the yes. Bible too. Like there's over 2000 verses on, on wealth creation in the Bible. <coughs> However, uh, anyways, that being said, rich people are, a lot of people believe rich people are selfish. Um, but it's not true. Really. Some are, 
every there's, there's a holes in every area of life, but like when it boils down to it, like some of the rudest people I've ever met have been have a poor mindset. Oh yeah, hands down. And you know they also the, with fall into like in the poor mindset of just you know the whole like Christians should just be broke or you know because I'm a Christian I don't have a lot of money or you know what Christians do should just be free we should just get by you know including them and just like no like that's that's not true in in any way yeah there, there's so many <laughs> there's so many different things like um I I hate the whole poverty gospel thing like that's not there's no truth around that whatsoever but like. Christians should be broke. First Timothy five eighteen says, for scripture says, you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as tread treads out of the grain. In another place, those who work deserve their pay. Like you should not be poor. Like there's no poverty in heaven. So when you say like, you know, the the prayer like how you as in your kingdom, I want it here too, right? Well, there's no poverty there. Why should there be here? Yeah, most right? certainly. And so also within that poor mindset is just like the belief that you're the victim of other people's decisions or choices. Like, well, I don't have because of like, no. And those again, so it falls in. It's kind of coupling of, you know, poor with the victim mindset here. But no, there's things you can do. We've been broke. There's been lots of ways. Money is everywhere. So another one is just like fear of spending money on non-essentials. And, you know, constantly just seeking for like what's the cheapest. But you, you get what you pay for. And, you know, obsessed with getting deals or free aspects. And it's, you know, they just have this belief of, you know, you have to be lucky in order to have anything good or to succeed or you have, or if you do have something in life, then you must be immoral. And like, those are all lies. Like that's not true. Not at, not at all. Absolutely. Denying yourself in in an (coughs) ongoing way, feelings of guilt when you have more than one, more than someone else. Fear of being in a scene seen as boastful when you describe a simple accomplishment. Like there's, there's so many different things like never picking up the check on someone else. Like there's, there's a lot of different things. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into that for sure. Yep. But the most common question like here is like, how much is it going to cost? Well, more than you want to (laughs) pay. Yes. Every time it even says that in the Bible, wisdom will cost you everything. (laughs) <laughs> like if you don't want to pay, if you want to pay like the cost on what it's going to, and you care more about the cost versus what's going to cost you, then people will pay the cost. Other people will pay the cost and you will stay the same. You will keep other people pay the cost in terms of they'll get the change. And then the people that you affect will, will pay the cost too, not just you of what it's going to affect their lives. Like, so keep your money, right? Stay the same. It's that simple. Like you, if you don't want to take risk, like I, I get that. Like there's an aspect of that. And I used to be that person. I want to make hundred percent like information, all that stuff, but you're already taking risk. The biggest risk is not doing anything at all. Right? Like, yes, that, that I just want to reiterate. That is the biggest risk. You are risking everything by not taking action. Yep. You're literally sick to your stomach for who you are right now and hate your life the way it is right now. Like believe in yourself. And God, like actually walk in faith. Like mm-hmm. you think your spouse and kids want you to be a coward? No. Do you think your spouse and kids want you to be a coward? No. So don't go telling your kids that they can be anything they've set their mind to. And then you want, and then you want to be a coward and not, not do it for yourself. Like quit being a coward and level up, wake yes. up and realize what is actually at risk here. 
so important. I, and I hate that. I hate that when people, because so many people do that, just that. They tell their kids one thing, you can do anything, you're great, you know, you can do anything in life that you want, you know, and then it's like, but I'm not going to take any action. Uh, I'm going to let fear consume me. I'm going to stay in the, in the comfortable. And, you know, I'm going to choose not to do anything hard or endure anything hard or challenging or, or take risk. And it's like, wow, no, you have to have that level up and, you know, realize what is actually at stake here when your marriage is in jeopardy, when you have unhealed trauma, when you have not been taught how to be a healthy individual, what is that really costing you and affecting? It's costing you everything. Everything. Literally, we want nothing more than to, for you to thrive, get closer to God, save your marriage because it's such an amazing gift. Like, but you got to want it. I can't want it. We can't want it more than you want it for yourself. Mm-mm. That ain't going to work. Like you, you, you think that here, and here's another thing, like this comes across a lot, but you think that you're making wise financial decisions. I'm not putting more in debt. Uh, that is the safe way. And it's not going to push them away. I don't want to push them away and make them mad. Right. I hear that a lot. Wake up. If in, in reality, you're being selfish. Take the lead and change generations of the world. It's not just about you. Like, it's an investment into your marriage. In whatever route you choose to do that, like, it's an investment, whether it's us or someone else, like, it's an investment to change your family tree, family tree forever. Like, that's priceless. Yeah. I would have did anything. And, you know, and we did, obviously we spent over 150 K on different aspects. And I do remember one of the first times you know, I spent a lot of amounts without Tommy and I did because he wasn't on board. And so I invested myself and I was like, okay. And, you know, was he happy about it? No, but look where we are today. <laughs> Success leaves clues. Just saying. Pick some up. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and let me just tell you, so real quick on this aspect i wouldn't change any of it because especially like where we are now and seeing how it impacts generations our kids would have had a drastically different life if we wouldn't have fixed our marriage right and in so many different ways but seeing them you know learning how to be true healthy individuals and just how they're revolted and appalled by how people argue like normal society just they're like why do they do that? And just, they are so appalled and revolted by couples who just are, are arguing and going back and forth. And they are just, they're all bug eyed because they don't experience that. Like that's not our home life and they're not going to be set up to have that in their marriage moving forward. Yeah. And also real quick, before we move on to a different topic here, I do want to explain what a coward is uh, when it comes to that. So we just want to read the definition to you on what that actually is. Yeah, a coward is a person who lacks the courage to do or endure dangerous or unpleasant things. Unpleasant things. Basically That's, someone that refuses to get out of their comfort zone. Yep, they, they prefer their comfort zone. And the comfort zone is the most dangerous place to be. Just think stagnant water. Think of a stagnant pond. That's what being in your comfort zone is doing to your life. Just investing it. Absolutely. Another one, though, like another topic here is pride and ego. This is kind of similar to fixed mindset because there's pride and ego in that, obviously, and I know mindset too. But this is it needs to be it deserves its own category. Yes, so it like, does. Uh, ego stands for edging God out or edging greatness out, however you want to look at it. Yeah, but and it comes out I can do this on my own, and you know we don't need outside help. We just need God and just to talk about it versus arguing and get along. I said that. Yes, Tommy, you I, did. I, I said that I was I'm guilty of it. I did it. 
I was like, oh my God, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's ego and pride. It's all it is, right? I'll admit that. Like, it's an I know mindset too. Not taking, the other side effect is not taking feedback well. And a lot of these people in this state, ironically, want you to coddle them and tell them, versus tell them actually how it is. And if you coddle onto us, like, we don't coddle you whatsoever. We're not rude, but we're not going to coddle you. No. And a part of that pride and ego also comes across as like, well, you know, we're not that bad. I have people tell me that all the time. Well, it's real. We're really not that bad. And I'm like, you just told me that you can't communicate. You don't know how to be yourself. You're walking on eggshells. There isn't emotional or trust. And there isn't if you don't trust their word at all. Y'all don't have a deep, intimate connection. That's bad. Mm-hmm. that you're 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 in a very bad trajectory right now like so you don't minimize it nope another area is fear that people fall into it's like well what if it don't work you know when we when we work on it like what if it doesn't work like they will judge me they will gang up on me what if what if they file for divorce right what if they don't want to work on it Right. All these different things. Another one comes up is like, what if they file and, and then I'll, you know, I'll need money for the bills or, you know, in this aspect. And yeah, it's like, wow, people's priorities are so out of alignment. People would rather save for. And, and so why do we even talk about money? Just because money is it, honestly, it's, it's attached to your heart. You know, people spend money on what they care about. And that's just the truth in money right now. It don't, don't give me that. Well, have you seen the economy? Yeah, I have. Have you been to a concert lately where people are just dropping hundreds on entertainment? Have you been to a, you know, just uh, a gaming place? People drop so much money on playing video games and all kinds of things. People are out shopping. There's money everywhere. People are spending money. Like that's, that's not a problem. Um, but in that it's, it's you'd rather save for something as a what if versus you know what if you fixed it and then you didn't have to go through that what if you changed and grew and then got promotions and fixed your marriage and those types of things so you know there's so many different aspects here that go into fear fear just stops people from taking action and again you stay comfortable in that nasty stagnant water yeah so like when it comes down to it Fear is one of those things. It's like false evidence appearing real, right? That's what the acronym stands for. Um, now, you know, when it comes down to like the actual marriage, like it's like, well, where are priorities at? Like well, it's supposed to be God first, then you in a self-care way, then your marriage, wife, spouse, whatever, husband, all that stuff there. Uh, and then your kids, then your extend, you know, then your business work purpose, then your extended family and friends. And so you may want to make decisions in that order. And it's like people would rather save for divorce and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, like, no, like, like, why would you want, why would you want to put, invest money into a divorce? Well, and, and like, like that doesn't make any logical sense. That's stupid. And another one is why would you want to be paying for your spouse to be cheating on you? That happens a lot. So if that's you, stop paying for your spouse to cheat on you. If they don't want to be a part of the marriage, no, you shouldn't be paying for them to exit the marriage. No, you shouldn't be giving them money so they can go out on dates and just do all that stuff. It don't, you can't let that fear of making them mad keep you for keep you spending money on on them and, and killing yourself in the process you're literally consistently <laughs> shooting yourself in the foot yes and you know so you shouldn't be paying for two houses those types of things like no priorities are screwed up priorities yes. are 100 percent screwed up like you need help on the on your yeah. own a mental and emotional state you need healing you need to be able to show up how do you have a real relationship and how do you fix your marriage like that's where the investments need to be yep also 
like they will put their kids first, like stuff like that above yes. everything else. Like that's a huge thing when it comes to fear. Like they'll put their kids first. I've heard people say like, well, we can't invest into our marriage right now because we need to put our kids through college. I'm like what's more important? I'm sure like, would your kid rather have college or his parents? Would they rather be taught how to be a healthy individual and not have to have trauma the rest of their life or be able to, you know, go to college and, you know, first of all, they're going to appreciate college a lot more if they pay for it themselves anyways. That's that's proven. Those who, those who pay, pay attention. And yeah, so there's so many different aspects there. And it's just like that. Like the priorities are out of line. If someone was to come up to you and be like, oh, I need, you know, you, your kid needs something. Oh, you know, you're going to come up with the money because it's important to you. It's a priority. Yep. It, it, it's a priority aspect of thing. It's priorities. And fear is a big thing for a lot of people. There's so much fear. Um, like, let me ask you this. Would you rather, so in, 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 you deciding, I mean, they just make this very clear. You deciding your kid to go to college and pay for their stuff um, over using the money to save your marriage is saying that I would, it, it, if you're just thinking about the kids aspect, this, this affects a lot more than that. But if you're just thinking about the kids aspect of it and what this is doing for them, like, okay, well, I'm going to choose the path that allows them to have deep-rooted negative beliefs, not be a healthy individual, have parents that are divorced and toxic, having a having, having, having resentment towards their parents and having unhealed trauma, different things like that. They're going to fail in their marriage one day because you two couldn't step up and actually take action. So that's what you would rather have over them actually, over you actually fixing the marriage. Just to be very clear about that. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And so, and you also risk truly losing yourself. And most of you already have lost yourself. You have no idea. Most people have never even actually known who they are. And you end up full of bitterness and resentment, you know. And so there's so many aspects there that fall into play. And we see these fears come out and just have people grippled and coupled and where they're not taking action. And just remind yourself that fear is not a fruit of God. It's a fruit of the enemy. He wants to keep you fierce, taking action in action so you're not changing that you're not breaking these bondage that you're not breaking generational curses that you're not having peace in and furthering your relationship with god he does the enemy doesn't want you to have impact on generations he doesn't want to see your family united he doesn't want to see that so fear is a fruit of the enemy not only that this will this is a very high chance of being punished by god look back at the history of things what did the israelites do they had the promised land right there in front of them. They were at the door of it, literally. And they didn't get to go into it then because like they had to wait like 40 years or something like that because, and I think it was, and I think none of them, some of them like they actually did complain. Never, I'm pretty sure none of them, everyone actually went into it except for like, I think two people, right? Yeah. It was only but, the two that, only yeah, the two that believed and outside yeah. of that, all the ones who lived in fear were not allowed to go into the promised land. Yeah. And it was because not only were they living in fear and not having faith and walking through the door that God gave them. Um, but they were also complaining at the same time. It's like, dude, like that's a very dangerous thing to play with. I'm just telling you right now, just look at history and what happened there. I'm not saying God's out to like spite you or something no. like that, but he, he loves you enough to punish you. So be very clear about that. Like that, like I've been punished by God. Like, like he loves you because those things are like the stuff that he gives you sometimes like that is, is good for you. Um, not sometimes all the time, everything he gives you is good for you, but like, yes. But that being said, how do you work on yourself right away? How do you do it the right way? You're right. Okay, so I know all the pitfalls to avoid, all these different mindsets to stay in this open growth. So how do you do work on yourself the right way? And we're going to, you know, people honestly most start mostly start with tools and tactics before actually getting any real help and building the right foundations. So 
working on yourself the right way is going to be starting with those foundations. Yep. But people do, people make the mistake. We did this stuff too. We did things like read books like the love dare, which is a joke, the love languages, which is not bad, but it's just like not complete fix by any means. It changes by the way. Yeah. And it changes love and respect, like tactics, like so to speak quick to listen, which we did a whole podcast episode on debunking that, even though I understand it's a Bible verse, you misunderstood it when you read it. I promise. Um, they even go into like counselors where they get into their feelings, leaving no access steps or timeline. We went to like webinars, intensives, retreats, therapists, conventions, pastors, like you name it, we did it. Right. And like people tried the, a lot of these things, not all of them, but some of them oftentimes. And like they end up basically, you know, doing other things too. In addition to that, I would say I almost forgot one thing. They try cheap subscription based programs, like different things out there. Um, I won't mention any names, but there are different things that they try out there. And all these things really, though, have one thing in common. It's that they're band-aids. They're band-aids. Like, so when it comes down to it, tools and tactics alone will keep you on the emotional roller coaster if you don't build all that proper foundations and mindset. Individual phase that we do that in. And then in the marriage phase. Yes. And so this is so important is you have to build these right foundations. And we did mention a couple of mindsets today, you know, about where people fall into but if you recognize there wasn't just one mindset, isn't just one thing like, oh, okay, I fixed this one thing. <laughs> yeah, mindset is very, is it's intricate. There's more than one mindset and there's also more than one way. You can be good in one way, but not in another. And so, you know, just having that right foundation in your mindset, understanding your own lens to the world. How do you change that? How do you reshape the narrative? How do you heal? So you have to be able to have all these right foundations also as an individual, because as a healthy individual, it doesn't matter what, you know, someone else is doing. You are going to show up the same. You're going to be able to actually communicate and see so many deeper aspects. So I, I don't have to have someone who's only been in my program or something like that so that when I talk to them, we can communicate in a healthy way. No, because I have done the work within myself, I know how to communicate. I can draw out deeper things. I can have deep conversations with people who have no clue how to, because I can lead and guide that conversation because I've done the work within myself. Absolutely. So one thing you got to understand also with mindset, you can literally go on the internet and Google all different types of hundreds of mindsets you can Google that come up for free. It's easy. But the problem is like, number one, you don't know which one's instance still Two, on top of that, you know, some of them are healthy, but like, like, do you really have the frameworks to actually seat them in place permanently? Because if you don't and the other foundations then they're not going to be permanent, I hate to tell you that they're just going to be a temporary high. So you need to have all of that too. It just needs to all be in place. There's so many things that need to happen with healthy and a healthy individual and the marriage and the mindset. Like you have to have all that or even our tools are not going to work for you. Yes. And you have to have like the solid change in if you don't have all of the permanent foundations, you know, starting from mindset to being a healthy individual, because you have to be a healthy individual before you can work on the marriage in any relationship. And let's just be clear, if your marriage is not in a good spot, your other relationships in life are is not good either. There's because how you are showing up, it's impacted by you, like how you are impacts every relationship. Yep. And so that's really important that how you, the work that you do. And no, we're not surprised, like I mentioned earlier, that if you have trauma of some sort, Every person that works with us has some sort of trauma and we teach them how to understand it, how to process, how to heal. And so it's not to avoid, you can't suppress things and hide, hide from those, but you don't have to sit there and just talk about it and talk about it. Those types of things. Cause that's, 
that can actually cause more trauma if you only just talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. That'll actually cause more trauma. And we don't want that for you. And here's the thing. Like, I'm going to be very blunt with you right now. The fact that you're saying that you're going to start any other time and actually build the right foundations than this exact moment in time just proves that you don't actually really want it bad enough and you don't actually want to change. It's that simple. I know it hurts to hear that. But if you actually really wanted change, if you actually really wanted to change, then you would not be able to stand who you are, the way you are, the way your life is, one more millisecond. You would change right now, right? Right now. And people can say whatever they want, but their urgency and their creativity or lack thereof of both of those is what tells the real truth. So... honestly words when you learn true communication words is just such a small part your actions are going to speak louder than words and there's so many different aspects that play into that so what do you actually want like are you tired of living the same life are you tired of being in living hell on earth no and and don't fall into that well it's not that bad Uh, So learning how to survive is not how life is supposed to be. You have adapted to survive, but that's not what, that's not how life's supposed to be. And no, you weren't called to just survive and just exist going through the motions. One, I will say people get numb to their hell that they're in. Two, I will also say in addition to that, it can always get worse. Man, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like... Holy crap, I can tell you it can be hell on earth so bad compared to like the stuff that we went through. But um, but that being said, we just want to give you some food for thought here to think on and really reflect on and really just, you know, ruminate on and like meditate on and like really reflect on these things. Like where are you really falling short here? Like what areas do I need to become a healthy individual in? Like what action steps do I need to take to be able to do that? But we just want to leave you with those thoughts with that. So we hope that you enjoy the podcast. And of course, God always wants you to save your marriage. We always want you to save your marriage. We believe any marriage can really be saved. But that being said, we love you. God loves you. And we will see you on the next podcast episode. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.